Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, this is The Good News Show. Good afternoon. Welcome to The Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm Dave Palmer, and it's good to be with you during the season of Easter. Don't forget, it is still Easter until Pentecost Sunday, uh, April 24th, and uh, we have got a really interesting show. I've got some great guests to, to share with you and some great knowledge, including here in a few minutes, I'm going to introduce you, thanks to my, my friend Mary Creason. I, I love people who find guests uh, for me. Mary had, paid a, a surprise visit. Uh, last week uh, with her friend, his name is Matthew Perrain, and he is a Frenchman and uh, a very, very accomplished musician, and he is going to tell us about how he has brought his music from France here to North Texas. He's at St. Anne's Parish in Capel, and there's going to be a sacred music concert uh, that's highlighting music from like Handel, uh, somebody named Lully, and David Psalms, Sunday, May 21st at Christ the King Parish in Dallas. And this is, uh, from what I, I, I'm reading here, this is a, a big time concert. This isn't just a ragtag group of uh, musicians. This is high, high quality music. And so um, I don't know if I've had a, a real Frenchman on this show before. And so I got a real Frenchman here in studio with me, and we're going to talk to him in just a moment. And, you know, a few years ago, I had a, a lady named Christina Rossini come into studio. And uh, I don't remember, did Bishop Burns come? Bishop Burns may have come with her. And they were talking about a pilgrimage that they were planning uh, to England. And it had to do with St. Thomas More and some of the sites over there in England. And, of course, the pandemic happened and they didn't get to do it. Well, they're, 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 they're organizing it again. And so Christina Rossini is going to come in and talk about a pilgrimage with Bishop Burns. Uh, over to England and may, maybe other parts of Great Britain. I'm not sure of all the details, but she's going to be in about halfway through. Before that, though, I want to welcome Cecil Anderson here. Uh, she's running the board and doing all kinds of, uh, I think, the social media pages as well, triple duty, and a sparkling on-air personality as well. So, Cecil, how you doing? Good afternoon. I'm sparkling, apparently. <laughs> I'm doing very well. <laughs> I don't know well. where that word came out, sparkling. Uh, it's your keyboard. Okay. Yes, Cecil that's what it has is. a sparkling keyboard. Okay, so in a few minutes, here. We're going to talk about the weekend that was, because there was a lot going on last weekend. It was one of the busiest weekends I can uh, remember. And let's just go right in order, at least to how I have them here on the page. Uh, young Catholic professionals started their conference on Friday, and I think it went through Sunday morning, is that? And you, and you yes. participated. We were over there doing a live broadcast. But uh, tell us the highlights, uh, what, what you experienced there. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think there was about five to 600 young adults from across the country there, which is awesome. You know, it's a lot of people from Dallas because this is where it was started. But there's people that come from areas that don't even have a Young Catholic Professionals chapter. And uh, I always enjoy it because they always get some fantastic speakers. Uh, we had Sister Meredith um, come and speak and several other business professionals as well um, giving talks. And the keynote on Saturday night at the gala, I don't know if you've ever heard the story of this one uh, gentleman whose name is, of course, right now eluding me, Sam Goodwin. Sam Goodwin, who has a very crazy story about being held captive in Syria mm. and how this little thing that his sister did ended up saving his life. 
basically. And if you've never heard the story, look up Sam Goodwin. He's a great uh, speaker, and he basically dedicated his life to God. And and you were there for the for the talk. Yes, and none of us. The way they described it, like on the website and all the stuff, they didn't say anything about what his story was going to be. And so he comes up there and tells this crazy story. And the theme of it was the little way Mm -hmm. St. Therese of Lisieux. And so it's talking about how these little things that we do and how it can, you know, uh, really impact things. So it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Friday when we were there in the afternoon, I I felt young again. I just uh, surrounded by all these people in their 20s and of course you did the live broadcast at one o'clock and uh, interviewed i know a lady from florida and uh, several people but yeah congratulations to uh jen and peter and the whole team ycp i'm so proud that uh, that started right here i know in north texas a lot of good things are happening here in north texas and so all right so that was the young catholic professionals conference if you uh did not go and you're a young person you like to be involved they do it every year most years they have it here in uh, north texas i'm sure that probably will be the case next year as well there also was a men's conference on Saturday that I was very honored to be the MC for, and uh, you know Rick Self, Bill Kula were the two uh, principal organizers. And uh, boy, I tell you, uh, Father Donald Calloway, he brought it. I mean, he gave a bold, impassioned talk, and it was so cool because then a little later you had uh, Dr. David Anders, who's much more soft-spoken, very intellectual, very personable and gave, gave just a, a really, really great talk on, on the Eucharist and um, Catholics and, you know, the, the Eucharist and uh, and also Matthew Leonard, who I was not very familiar with. And he gave a talk, uh, the first one right off the bat. Reg Platt gave his uh, Project Joseph testimony. There are about 650 people there. Uh, and it was, it was at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. Thanks to Father Rudy and Deacon Alex for the warm welcome. But it was great. It was awesome. So uh, it was just, uh, for those of you who went, you know that it just jived. And they had the three of them, the three speakers, doing like a Q&A session. Oh, cool. That Bill Kula led. And I just thought the questions were perfect, and it was very practical, and it was awesome. So uh, anyways, congrats to the Catholic Brothers for Christ. They've got a guy named Bass Rutten, who is a former UFC champion, who went to a men's conference like 10 years ago, and had a total transformation, and he's going to be their false speaker. That's so cool. Uh, this is a dude, it was a UFC champion. I mean, wow. so yeah, Bass Rutten. And so uh, Dr. Kyle Eberlein is organizing that. I, um, any, anyway, so that, that I hope everybody will plan on going to that one as well. All right, there also was a Catholic Foundation Spring Grant Ceremony on Friday that Cecil and I went to. Cecil had to bolt pretty early to get <laughs> over to the live broadcast uh, in Frisco. And uh, there are a whole lot of Catholic schools and Catholic organizations that were granted uh, grants. And, uh, you know, I got to interview a couple of them. I'm just going to play a couple of clips here. One of them was Bishop Lynch, a Catholic high school in East Dallas. And I had a chance to catch up with uh, Chris Rebuck, who is their president, and just asked him about the school and about the grant. And this is what Chris Rebuck had to say. We are about to celebrate our 60th anniversary. We are uh, a, a very large, the largest co-ed private high school in the state of Texas. But more importantly, uh, we serve over a thousand students here in the Diocese of Dallas. We're a diocesan Catholic high school. We draw students from all over the Metroplex. We have a privatized busing system. So we have 12 routes that we we pull students from parishes across the entire Metroplex. Um, And it's just a tremendous, it adds to a tremendous environment that's really diverse. It brings kids from all different backgrounds together in one place to get to know who they are, who God's calling them to be, and to be in an environment where they can bloom where they're planted um, and really become 
um, who they are meant to be uh, and the best version of themselves. So today we received a grant for a capital project to renovate and to update our student center, which is uh, three uh, very integral parts to the very heart of our campus, which include the cafeteria, the library, and what we call our student commons. This is where students gather for social interaction, for collaborative study spaces, and to be a part of our community inclusive meal plan uh, because we've incorporated in the cost of both breakfast and lunch to the tuition of our school so that we could provide uh, a very balanced and equitable opportunity for every student to come to the school to be fully sustained with, with good food. Don't you love that background? I mean, sound. I, I just, I, I just love that. It sounds. Uh, you know, it's not to me. It's not distracting, but it's just you can tell that uh, we're in a big crowd of people, which is awesome. Also, you know, Bishop Lynch is where we had the King of the Nations Christmas concert a few yes. years ago with Jocelyn D'Souza. And uh, my sister is a graduate of Bishop Lynch, uh, my older sister. All right, I also had a chance to catch up with Nicole Juba. She is the executive director of Regina Chaley Academy. They run 20 hybrid academies across the, the country, and she also was the recipient of a grant from the Catholic Foundation, and this is my conversation with her. So Regina Chaley Academy is a nationally accredited pre-K through 12 classical homeschool hybrid academy for Catholic families. Our hybrid academy meets in person twice a week and we provide families with at-home lesson plans to use for the remainder of the week. Very blessed by this gift. Because we do have such limited time in, in person, those two days a week, we were requested and awarded a grant for science supplies that will be put on a um, portable cart to be used among all of our students. And this will allow the entire community to benefit from science supplies such as microscopes, um, circuit kits, and dissection materials. So the grant was both for the portable unit as well as the science supplies that our entire community will benefit from. All right, and I wish I could have interviewed everybody because there were a lot of grants that uh, were handed out. So uh, thanks to, to Matt and Cheryl and Bill and Michael and all the good folks over there and uh, Darina uh, over at the Catholic Foundation for another great event. I, I love going to those because everybody's happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. if you're there, it's not like at the Oscars where they announce and you either yeah, won or you didn't win. You win or not. No, they all yeah. know that they are benefiting from the Catholic Foundation. Yeah, so. and we're, we're there just because we, uh, we, we, get, get we, we, we get to talk to them all. And yes, it's always, really cool because we see a lot of people that we've interviewed before, we yeah. just, you recognize a lot of faces. It's quite fun. It's, it's an uh, it's a great opportunity, and in, the, in what we do, you know, to be there with all those priests, I saw Father Cargo and Father Cruz and uh, Father Stokowski from St. Paul's. So just, it's, it, was, it was a great environment. Father Vincent from the seminary was there; they got a grant. All right, so a uh, couple of things real quickly before we get to our first guest. Uh, good news, if you are a fan of the program that we've been doing on our social media sites called Back to the Father, which is focused on the teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas and his Summa Theologia, that show has been off for a few weeks as we've been revamping it. It's going to return this Friday, and it's going to be improved. And we're um, going to be talking about the Summa, uh, Pope Leo XIII's encyclical, where he encouraged everybody to study Thomistic philosophy. We're also going to compare St. Thomas's philosophy against German existentialist atheist philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche. Okay, so how do Aquinas and Nietzsche compare? And uh, one of them had a, 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 a Christian... Pa uh, pastor as a father, 
And it wasn't Aquinas, it was Nietzsche. Nietzsche's father was a, was a Lutheran pastor, interestingly. Uh, okay, so that's this Friday, 1 o'clock. And then real quickly, I just want to mention St. Patrick's Parish in Dallas is having their spring festival this Saturday. I think it's like 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. I think that's right. <clears throat> yeah, we're going to be broadcasting out there live Saturday, 2 o'clock, if you want to come out uh, Saturday, 2 o'clock. And there's a movie coming out called Fatherhood. I don't have the details, but if you want to email me and say, hey, I want more information on the Fatherhood movie, I have some tickets. Father Calloway is featured in it. Reg Platt is featured in it, interestingly. Really? Yeah. I didn't know we had a movie star in our midst. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's called Fatherhood, and it's about fatherhood, okay? So uh, the the role of fathers and all that kind of stuff. So uh, if you want to just take a chance that maybe, I, I, I don't know the details, but if you want to get a free some free tickets, email me, Palmer at grnonline.com, Palmer at grnonline.com. Dot com and just say, hey, give me some more information about fatherhood, because I think the movie is like May 1st, which is uh, just a little over a week away. All right, let us move on to our first guest. I'm very excited about this conversation because I have absolutely no musical ability. Uh, I can't sing. I can't play an instrument. But I love music, and I think music is a universal language. I don't know anybody who doesn't like some genre of music. Uh, it, it's just it's awesome. And as I mentioned, thanks to my friend Mary Creason from St. Anne Parish in Capel, I have in the studio with me uh, Matthew Perrain, who is from France, and he is here to talk about a sacred music concert that is coming up Sunday, May 21st. Okay, so this is just about a month away. And, uh, you know, after you listen to him, you're, I think you're going to be encouraged that you're going to want to go to this. So, uh, Matthew Perrain, thank you so much for being here. Nice to see you. Thank you for welcoming me, uh, Dave, today. So I wanted to, to introduce myself to the audience. Uh, so you're told uh, I am French, as you have guessed with my accent. <laughs> <laughs> but your English is very good. Oof, we'll see. <laughs> uh, I'm French op- orchestra conductor and opera singer. And I've been for performing for 15 years in all over Europe, Asia, the US too. Uh, for example, I performed in the main music places like the Tokyo Opera in Japan, the Brooklyn Opera in New York, the Nice Opera in France. And I am specialized in early music and member of uh, William Christie's Les Arts Florissants, which is the best Baroque ensemble in the world. Uh, I'm also a faithful Catholic and I'm uh, married since 10 years now and I have Two boys, Paul and Philippe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're a Frenchman, you have to name a kid Philippe, don't you? <laughs> uh, so tell us about the performance and why North Texas? We're glad you're here and what a blessing it is. But of all the places you could have gone, why North Texas? So, you know, I have been performing for, uh, for a long time uh, all over the world. And really after some performance, I had uh, uh, an, an unaccomplished feeling and now I feel God is calling me to do more than performing only. Uh, I really th- believe that God wants me to help enhance people's faith by a new way. And melting my two passions, you understood, which is music and faith together to, prefer, to perform only sacred classical music. And I believe, I really believe that the Dallas area, which is filled with people of Christian background, who also enjoy high-quality performances, is the perfect place to begin offering these new sacred concerts we'll make, we'll provide in a new way. 
And with that goal in mind, I created, I created the Lafayette Musicians, which is a professional orchestra and choir, which will only be focused on sacred music. Mm. And you mentioned about kind of a difference between Europe uh, and the, the, the way they take in concerts as opposed to here in America. Can you, yeah. can you expound on that a little bit? Yeah, and uh, I will also answer your, your question about why here. Yeah. Uh, contrary to Europe, where, where I feel people come to the concerts for the quality of the mu- musical performance alone and not the message of the music necessarily. And when, when it deals with faith, above all. And I think that here in, in Texas, uh, we can have the opportunity to offer people which are interested in classical music, but also with faith, to come and to meet us. And there will be a real exchange between the musicians and the audience. And we will really make people discover how five centuries of composers were inspired by God. And my, God is, uh, my goal is to share the word of God using my talents, my competencies, and my musical expertise. Yes, uh, Matthew Prain is my guest, and he is going to be bringing a sacred music concert uh, featuring Handel, Lully, David Psalm, Sunday, May 21st, beginning at 4 p.m. at Christ the King. We will give you information here in just a moment about how you can get your tickets. And I think they're also, according to the website, maybe a couple of other performances coming up later this year as well. So how is the Sacred Music Concert going to enhance faith? So, uh, of course, the basis is to play Sacred Music Concert. Mm-hmm. You, you gave the title. It's about Handel and Lully on David's Psalms. So, Handel, you obviously know him uh, th- uh, through the Messiah, who is mm-hmm. uh, pl- played a lot in the area. And, but he, he composed thousands of uh, other pieces, sacred pieces, among which the Nisi Dominus and the Dixit Dominus, which were pieces uh, written on David's Psalms, which will be performed uh, in extracts on this concert. And Lully, Lully is, we could say, the French Handel. Mm-hmm. He's really in France uh, as, mu- as much uh, famous as Handel in England. He's one of the three main French Baroque composers, and he, rela- he wrote for God and for Louis the King, uh, Louis the Fourteenth, the King in France, uh, many pieces. And in this concert, you will hear, uh, for example, the Miserere, the Diesire, the De Profundis, uh, which are uh, very deep pieces about uh, about faith. Uh, you will have good hums all the times and uh, I, I invite you to take tissues too but there will be also the handle pieces which we will be full of joy and happiness so during one hour and then 10 15 minutes people of the audience will share all the feelings mm, wow the whole the whole range of emotions huh yes it says here you are it's going to be sung by your choir five soloist singers are you bringing people in from france or are these local folks or who's in the who's in the choir no since uh, one year i've been beginning to create the orchestra and the choir and so i i went i've been to many concerts i made auditions i sung in some concerts and i took the the the, the names of the people that i felt the most uh, capable to to, to work with me and uh, we'll have a, a yes a choir of 24 people five singer soloists and the full orchestra and they will uh, play all together for this concert which will be uh, introduced by the Cistercian Boys Choir I wanted them to participate to introduce this uh, to open this great concert and 
That means also that I really want all the family to come to this concert to share uh, the faith together. And I'm pretty sure that uh, with the booklets we'll provide, which is a very important thing, uh, people will be able to understand, thanks to these booklets, all what will be sung. There, there will be translations of all the songs and musical and theological explanations. So people can keep these booklets at home after, read them again, deepen their faith, maybe discover more about their faith. Mm-hmm. And this can be a way to evangelize too, I think. Very nice. Why is this a good time uh, for a concert like this, as far as what's going on in our culture, that kind of thing? Why, why is this important for people to, uh, to come to? Yes, uh, you know, I think we arrived at a point in our civilization where what is unsacred is uh, is promoted. Music is my domain, and uh, the music most people listen to today makes me sad. The sounds, the lyrics, and sometimes the messages are often so far from beauty, mm-hmm. for the truth. And however, people... I think in our concert we'll be amazed with this music we'll play. It's really, really deeply beautiful. As I told you, it can be sad, it can be happy, but it's really the essence of beauty. And um, I think it will lift their hearts and can bring them closer to God. I told you all the family should be involved. It's very important. And um, because I'm on the radio today, I would like to, to thank Father Lachlan, who I, I talked to him about this, uh, this concert maybe um, more than six months ago, and he was so happy to, to welcome this initiative, and so I'm very thankful to him. To That's Father Tony Lachlan, who's a pastor of Christ of King Parish, of course, he's hosting it, yes. and I'm sure you've been in the parish, it's quite beautiful. It's, it's, one, it's, it's one of amazing. the most beautiful parishes, I think, in the Dallas Diocese. When oh, yes. people talk about beauty, they often talk about you know Christ the King and St. Thomas Aquinas, and some of, the, some of the newer ones are very pretty as well. And Father Lachlan is a singer, too, he knows about it, and he has in every all his masses very beautiful choir singing, too. Will he be performing at all, or is he just going to be a spectator? He has been for this? Uh, performing. Will yes. he be but in this concert? Ah, uh, uh, no. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> he, okay, he yes. will make a, a blessing, and maybe he won't be the only one. I met recently Bishop Kelly, who told me he he would try to come and make a final blessing at the end of the concert. I think he he shares my wish to 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 provide faith through classical music too. Very nice. Matthew Perone is my Perone is my guest. And the concert is going to be Sunday, May 21st, 4 p.m., Christ the King Parish in Dallas, sacred music concert uh, uh, with the music of Handel, uh, Luli, and David Psalms as well. And uh, this is the Good News Show, and uh, hopefully many people can go, especially as uh, as Matthew has said, bring the whole family. I think this is something that uh, young uh, children will uh, appreciate. And uh, Well, I'm just curious, the kids who you know, might act up. Is it inappropriate to bring them to a concert? I mean, like a, like a three-year-old who might start crying or something? Or do you think you just go ahead and bring them, and if they act up, just take them out? Or well, what's your recommendation with that? No, um, I don't think there, there is any, any problem with this, because firstly, I think beauty is universal. At yeah. any age, you can, you can be touched by, by the beauty. And it's a very interesting concert with uh, unusual instruments, too. So that, because uh, Lully and Handel are Baroque uh, composers, so there will be a lot of baroque instruments they may not never had seen in the past 
they will see the organ, the theorb, which is a big uh, guitar, uh, baroque guitar. Uh, there will be all, all these strings, which are uh, historical strings mm -hmm. only, violin, violas, cellos. They will be all these singers and this boys choir performing at the beginning. So with all these kind of different things, they should be very interested in. And I really wanted the length of the concert not to be too much for them. So that's why after 75 minutes of music, I think it's acceptable uh, as for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is for sure. It says here, the Loli has never been played here in Dallas. This, this, the, the, this of particular Lully priest. have okay. never been played in Dallas, but either in the U.S., these scores okay. come directly from Versailles. And uh, I, I know I'm 100% sure they have not been performed here. All right. And you mentioned already the Cistercians Boys Choir uh, will be performing as well. And uh, they'll be kind of opening things up. And uh, thanks to them. We've been, uh, Cistercian is such a great school. They were here recently. Cissa oh, uh, was interviewing some of them and they won a, a big robotics competition, like a, I think like the worldwide robotics competition. So there's a lot of good stuff going on over there at Cistercian. All right. Tickets are available by going to the website lafayettemusicians.org, lafayettemusicians.org. I went to the website before the program. It's a really beautiful site. Oh, and can you tell us about the the cost and you know maybe more details? People just go on; they they can buy them online. Yes. Of uh, how much do the, does it cost to go to this concert? So, uh, firstly, there are some uh, free tickets for children uh, under twelve years old, and all the members of the clergy are guests. Uh, we really wanted to do so. There is a um, uh, fare for the students at $25, then the normal fare is $45, and there is one VIP one at $90 that allows to be in the first seats of the, of the church, and that allows to go to a VIP cocktail after to meet the artists too. Mm. And yes, there are on, uh, already uh, some tickets sold, and it's only a limited quantity available, so if you really intend to come, Please try to get your tickets soon. Yeah, what a blessing. I see here you says you're convinced that Texas would be the great place, uh, the, the best place on earth to start this unique musical. And we're so thankful that you did choose Texas of all places. And so we're, we're blessed that, that, that you are here. Uh, Matthew did mention it's a family concert. In fact, uh, they're, they're incentivizing you to bring the kids. Any, any kid under 12 years old is going to get in free. And uh, the, the music will be interesting uh, for, for all ages. If you could just, uh, you know, as we kind of close this out, talk about the, the goal of, of the Lafayette musicians and maybe, maybe some of your future plans as well. Yeah, we, we, uh, the goal of the Lafayette musicians is to provide the faithful people of Texas an, a new opportunity to listen to the sacred songs of long ago, allowing the beautiful sounds of lyrics to help them grow closer to God. This is uh, my main goal, and I really wish this first concert to be a success, because if it is, we would like to, to make some other ones in the year, maybe more recurrently, uh, because you cannot imagine how many incredible pieces, sacred pieces, have been composed uh, through the last five centuries. Yes, lafayettemusicians.org. Please visit that website. The concert is Sunday, May 21st, 4 p.m. at Christ the King Parish in the Highland Park area of Dallas, Christ the King Parish. And again, thanks to Father Tony Lackland for uh, uh, welcoming uh, this group. I, I'm going to go a little off script here, if you don't mind, but yeah. I'm just curious about your experience in America so far. And I, there's got to be a big 
cultural difference. Uh, I have a 14 year old daughter whose dream is to get to Paris. She just, she, she, it seems like such a romantic, you know, beautiful town. But what has uh, you and your, your wife and your son's experience been so far in America coming from France? I think uh, mostly in this area that there is uh, an incre- incredible diversity of uh, options. Yeah, if you only want to see, uh, I don't know, uh, country music uh, or rodeos, you, you, you go to some places. <laughs> if you want to, yeah. to see only classical music you go, uh, or operas, you go to others. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very happy to, to, be, to be there because there is the choice. You have the choice. Yeah. In Paris, you have the choice, of course. But in other parts of France, you don't have so, uh, so, so many diversity of yeah. opportunities about culture. So we are very grateful to be there. Thank God. Because he he advised us to 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 come in this incredible place and yeah we thank God again for this. And y'all are at Saint Anne's Parish in Capel. Yes. That's that's your parish home, of course, with uh, the Creasons who uh, Mary brought you in here. And uh, are you here for the duration? I mean, are are y'all just here for a short time and then you're going back to France, or do you think this might be your permanent home, or mm-hmm. or, or is that something that you haven't thought about yet? I leave this in the hands of God. Yeah, we don't have plans. Right, Amen, Amen. That's Amen. the way to do it. What do they say when we make plans? God, God laughs. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Matthew Prone, thank, thank you so much. Uh, uh, your your English is outstanding. Uh, it, 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 I think it might be better than mine. In fact, uh, no, you're, you're, it's, it was very clear. And uh, and 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 thank you. I wish uh, I knew some French, and I, I would ask you a few questions in French, but I don't have any French in me. Uh, Matthew Prone, he has brought this beautiful sacred music concert, and what a blessing it is. To to have it here in North Texas, Sunday, May 21st, 4 p.m., Christ the King Parish in Dallas, Handel, Luli, and David Psalms. We have about uh, a minute remaining. Is there anything else that you'd like to say? Um, again, the, the website, lafayettemusicians.org, lafayettemusicians.org. Anything else that you might want to add? No, you, you can think, yes, all this information on, the, on this website. And uh, Really, this uh, this program may be not very uh, very known, like uh, Lully pieces are not uh, known. But you, I can give you my word, you won't regret to to come to hear these Lully pieces. It's really for me, uh, and I conduct uh, four hundred uh, four centuries of music. Uh, it's uh, maybe in my top five of the all the music I learned, I, I taught, I conducted. So really, really don't miss this music. Mm, wow. I remember uh, years ago, there's a guy named Eric Jenis, and he's a, a, a classical pianist. And he came through town, and he was talking before one of his uh, concerts, and he made the comment, and I think he was maybe quoting Plato or Aristotle, one of the Greek philosophers, and he said something along the lines that um, if somebody wants to destroy a culture, they destroy the music. And the music is so important to a culture. And I think we see that played out because there's, as, as you hinted at or, or, or said, there's a lot of music out there that's really sad. That was a word that you used. That you used. It makes you sad. And, and we need a revival of all the arts, and music would be a great place to start. So thank you again, uh, Matthew, for, for, for being here, uh, and also to Mary Creason for... Uh, uh, suggesting this interview. Sacred Music Concert, Sunday, May 21st, 4 p.m. Please go get your tickets anywhere from free for clergy and kids under 12, and uh, students are 25. I think the regular tickets you said were 45, 45 yes. and 90 if you want to get in the first couple of rows, right? <laughs> uh, it, and in the uh, LafayetteMusicians.org, LafayetteMusicians.org. Thank you very much. N- nice to see you. Thanks for being here. Thank you to share the word. Merci beaucoup. 
Amen. <laughs> Whatever you said. I'm sure that was something nice, right? Uh, he, he turned French on us all of a sudden. All right, this is the Good News Show, and we're going to be turning our attention to a pilgrimage that is being led by Bishop Burns uh, here uh, in the the near future. I don't even know the exact dates. Christina Rossini is going to be here in studio to talk to us. And uh, she'll tell us all about that. So let's take a break and come back with more Good News Show right after this. It's time for the fourth annual St. Mary the Virgin Trivia Night. Get your team together and hone your trivia skills for a night of fun, food, prizes, and more. It all starts at 6 p.m. on Saturday, April 29th. Admission is $20 per person for a team of five or fewer. St. Mary the Virgin is on Davis Drive in Arlington, just down the road from AT&T Stadium. We look forward to seeing you at St. Mary the Virgin Catholic Church in Arlington on Saturday, April 29th at 6 p.m. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessings on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will customize a plan to fit your individual needs. 866-810-6800. 866-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Looking for a career move where you can put your faith into action as you build relationships within your local community? Decided Excellence Catholic Media is one of the fastest growing private media companies in North America. We are seeking media, marketing, and sales professionals who want to join our team to produce exclusive faith-filled magazines that support local businesses. To learn more about Decided Excellence Catholic Media, please visit DecidedExcellence.com. That's DecidedExcellence.com. All KTH 910 AM listeners are invited to attend Vera Aqua Vera Vida's 5th Annual Speakeasy Fundraiser event on Saturday, May 13th, which will be both live-streamed and in person at St. Paul Catholic Church Parish Center in Richardson from 5 to 10 p.m. The event includes cocktails, dinner, dancing, a raffle, silent auction, and a jazz band. 100% of the proceeds will go to providing clean drinking water and sanitation solutions to the communities affected by the global water crisis. To purchase tickets, visit veraaquaveravita.org. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. Listen to the spirit world with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Demonic activity appears to be on the rise. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, and I invite you to join Adam Bly and me this weekend for the spirit world. On the spirit world, we offer a Catholic perspective on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. Saturdays at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Guadalupe Radio Network and other EWTN radio affiliates. Visit grnonline.com slash spirit world. 
Hello, I'm Joshua Stafish, a member of Modern Day Parish in Irving and a new sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I'm the co-owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout the DFW Metroplex, help them with home improvement projects, both interior and exterior, along with painting, drywall, foundation repairs, and other projects, large and small. I welcome your opportunity to prepare an estimate for your next project. You can find us at AbsolutePTG.com or by phone and text at 972-375-5100. K A T H nine ten A M K A T H nine ten. Okay, uh, welcome back. This is the Good <laughs> News Show, and uh, Christina Rossini is going to be on with us in just a minute to tell us about this pilgrimage that Bishop Burns is taking over to uh, England and uh, the, the different stops and something you might very well be interested in. Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to tell you about a couple of other things that are going on. It's one of the great blessings, isn't it, Cecil, to be living in a metroplex like this because there's always something. To do. I know. And sometimes it's hard because you want to do it all. And uh, especially if you're married and you got kids and you got a lot of other responsibilities, you're, you're just not able to do everything. But uh, the, the beginning today, uh, Monday, April 4, 24th through Thursday, the 27th, St. Anthony Catholic Church in Wiley is having a parish mission featuring Father Ken Geraci. And remember, he was our guest last Monday. We talked to him right during this time slot right now. And he's a father of mercy. He has a prodigal son story, uh, was a businessman, started a multi-million dollar company. Then one you of know, his... just the thing you do. Yeah, that's yeah, just, I yeah. I do that every Tuesday. <laughs> and so that starts this evening at seven o'clock and some really cool topics too. Spiritual warfare, uh, weapons of spiritual warfare, healing service is going to be on Wednesday, deliverance prayers, and then a closing healing mass on Thursday. So again, that's at St. Anthony Parish in Wiley, and it starts tonight at 7 o'clock with confessions beginning at 6 o'clock. And also, I want to remind you that uh, St. Joseph Parish in Waxahachie is having their casino night this coming uh, Saturday, the 29th, 6.30 to 10.30 p.m. Remember, last week we had Aaron Haney on. And so you could go to the Spring Festival at St. Patrick's, and you can see our live remote at 2, and then zip down to Waxahachie and participate in their casino night. The tickets are $65. I don't know if they're sold out uh, yet, but uh, you can always give that a chance. And do you have any other events to talk about? Oh, good. Oh, well, I can go ahead and mention now. We were just talking about concerts. That weekend, I think, is a pretty big weekend for concerts because that Friday is the concert at St. Philip's. Uh, I'm oh, trying to pull yeah. up that details, but we have the new organ at St. Philip the Apostle in uh, Flower Mound, and uh, we just announced that we're having our kind of like inaugural concert with a world-famous uh, organist who's going to be coming in. Again, I'm trying to find the details real quick, but yeah. um, that Friday, which is the 19th, I believe, okay. um, of that same weekend. So you can have a musical weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> if you would like to, um, a beautiful sacred music. Um, so that'll be at St. Philip the Apostle in Flower Mound. You can visit their website stphilipcc.org um, to learn more information about that. So again, if you're really into the sacred music, that's a great uh, opportunity that weekend. It's Oh, here it is. Inaugural recital. It's at 7 p.m. on May 19th uh, featuring Vincent Dubois. I'm, I'm hoping I've said that right. Uh, and he's uh, the titular organist at Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Dave. I bet you so, Matthew could tell you whether yeah. you're pronouncing that right or not. <laughs> Man, I should maybe uh, well, have not done how, that. How do you pronounce it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Vincent Dubois. Vincent du- Vincent Dubois. Okay. Well, that just I, like, I like his better, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but he's an organist at Notre Dame Cathedral yeah. in Paris. Okay, so. very good. Uh, it's, it's nice to have a Frenchman yeah, in the studio, you know? <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let, let's uh, spend the rest of the time that we have 
uh, talking to Christina Rossini, and uh, a few years ago, we had her in studio, and we were talking about this wonderful pilgrimage that Bishop Burns was uh, organizing, and then that darn pandemic struck, and I think they had to scrap it. So uh, she is back, and so is the pilgrimage. So welcome, and good to see you again. You too, Dave. Good to be back. And yeah, we uh, we all know how the 2020 pilgrimage to London turned out. <laughs> we were talking about a you few had it. Was ago. it summer of 2020 that was scheduled? Yeah, it was June of 2020, and now we're back, yeah. and we're trying for version two. All right. Uh, so... Remind me, I, I know this is coming up in June of 23, and it's going to England, some of the holy sites, St. Thomas More and things like that. But uh, tell us, if you could, kind of the origin of it. How did this even come up in the first place? Sure. So Bishop Burns has a particular um, interest in St. Thomas More, and of course, he's very close with the Catholic Bar Association nationwide. And a few years ago, he approached Ellen Dorn, who's a local estate and probate attorney here in Dallas. And she, at the time, I believe she was the president of the Catholic Bar Association, um, and she's their current treasurer. But anyway, so she, uh, he and her powwowed, and he was like, what if we did a pilgrimage in the footsteps of St. Thomas More, and we really geared this towards Catholic attorneys? And so she said, that sounds great. I'll happily spearhead this with you and make it happen. So... Um, anyway, I my role is I I have a, a small apostolate here in town where I work with Catholic priests to put together and and co-host and do kind of the the, the dirty work of the organizing and the promotion of pilgrimage travel for mm. the faithful that want to go on a national pilgrimage. So I got involved. I'm a um, family friend of Ellen's, and so there you have it. We've been talking. We've been planning it since. Gosh, I guess 2019, and of course, we were supposed to go in 2020, and then we got postponed, and so now this is the postponement trip from a few years ago. It's been the, yeah. the longest-running planned pilgrimage. So do you have some people that were signed up, and they're just like, hey, whenever you whenever you go, just keep my money, I'll, you know, so do you already have some people signed up, or are you just kind of getting this thing going, or you know, we've where got, are you? We've got a whole bunch of new people, so um, we have got about 15 folks currently. We've got a few spaces left. Um, we leave on June 16th. We The pilgrimage runs June 17th to the 24th, so this summer, and uh, yeah, luckily, it's going to be an intimate group. It was always the intention to have a nice, intimate pilgrimage, and, you know, really, we've, we've opened it up to anyone who would like to come. Of course, it's got a primary um, primarily geared towards Catholic attorneys mm -hmm. because we are going to have two continuous legal education presenters who are Catholic attorneys, Lou Carlin and David Oakley. And so they're going to be coming and leading CLE presentations over breakfast and daily CLE presentations so that this trip not only is it a wonderful pilgrimage in the footsteps of St. Thomas More and St. John Fisher, but it also includes eight hours of CLE for mm. For attorneys that need to have that for their um, for the license, and of course, if you don't have to be an attorney to come and enjoy it, you can just love London or have a particular devotion to these two English statesmen. Mm -hmm. Are there you may, you mentioned the footsteps of uh, Thomas More, John uh, Bishop John Fisher? Are there any particular cathedrals or sites or, you know, any of the, maybe the stops? I, the only big pilgrimage I did was the Danube Riverboat Cruise uh, in 2019. Interesting. Good timing in my case. And I was blown away by the cathedrals in Vienna. And, you know, the, the, um, what was, uh, in, in Austria and different, mm -hmm. uh, in the Czech Republic. And, yes. and I'm sure this is going to be the case here is just the, the beautiful architecture. Can you tell us some of those sites? Absolutely. So we're going to be on the ground for six days. Um, three of these days are going to be in London. The other three, we're going to be taking day trips to Runnymede, Oxford, and Windsor. So we're going to be, we're going to be seeing 
pretty much anything significant that was um, that was present in the life of St. Thomas More, and also John Fisher as well. And even uh, we're going to be making a short. Um, as we're leaving Oxford, going back to the hotel on Lon- in London, we're going to be making a quick detour and stopping by Littlemore, which is significant to um, uh, John Henry Cardinal Newman. So we're we're parlaying a whole bunch of holy people and mm-hmm. in, in English statesmen here in this trip. But um, of course, in London, we're going to be seeing sites from St. Thomas More's early and family life. So Chelsea Old Church, which is the site of the More family tomb. Um, we're going to be going on a walking a uh, walking tour down Milk Street, which is where St. Thomas More uh, was born and raised. Um, of course, the Church of St. Lawrence Jewelry, which is the the parish church of the More family and where St. Thomas lectured on St. Augustine's City of God. Um, of course, we're going to go to Guildhall. Um, and then, of course, this this trip wouldn't be complete if we didn't go to the Tower of London. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we were able to um, we were able to finagle a very special tour to see the cell where St. Thomas lived his final days Mm. at the tower before he was killed. So um, we're able to not only see, of course, main beaten path sites, but also be able to get a little bit off the beaten path and see some extra special little yeah. things. Yeah. You know, as, as we talk about England and, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, some of the other famous uh, Catholics from uh, from England, I, I think of somebody like uh, G.K. Chesterton. And uh, also Shakespeare, of course, uh, you know, I know jo- Joseph Pierce has made these talks about how he really was Catholic. And, yes. uh, and so I, I don't know where these people lived, but uh, is there going to be some, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, St. John Newman, uh, some of the chances to see some of these other sites related to uh, other famous Catholics uh, from England? Absolutely. So you mentioned Chesterton. We are going to be going to Canterbury, which is, of course, it was the most important ancient city in England. And this was, I mean, St. Thomas More was born in uh, 1478. So 500 years ago, um, Canterbury was really the place. So we're going to be visiting there. Um, we're going to be visiting a, a Benedictine monastery in, it's either in Rochester or Canterbury, um, Rochester Cathedral, Canterbury Cathedral, um, Oxford. We're going to be spending a day in Oxford. So we're going to see, uh, walk the halls where um, where St. Thomas More lectured and where he spent a lot of his time there at the university. Um, and then, of course, we'll be seeing Windsor Castle and and seeing some other places, lots of castles, lots of cathedrals. Um, the major sites that were important to St. John Fisher and yeah. St. Thomas More. And I think most people, you know, listening know the basics of the story of, uh, you know, St. Thomas More and John Fisher. Maybe we can just talk about uh, the significance of, of these two men. You know, there's always new people coming into Catholic Radio all the time, and I just don't want anybody to say, who are these guys? What are they talking about? Sure but, thing. Uh, and, and I guess, in secondarily, it's one thing to talk about them or read about them, but to be actually at the site where, you know, he was in the cell or where he was executed, uh, by King Henry VIII, but if you could give a, a little bit of bio about the, you know, why, why, who they were and why it's important in 2023 to continue to be talking about them. You bet. So uh, St. Thomas More was an English statesman. Um, he was an attorney and he was, uh, I believe he was the head of the English court. He was... He was a chancellor, I think. Yes, right? yeah. chancellor yeah, of the... Um, King, King so Henry, he was, yeah. He was the head honcho for yeah. the, that advised King Henry VIII. Yes. Um, now, his... His role is when King Henry VIII was married to Catherine of Aragon, his first wife, they were married for, I think, close to 30 years. Mm. And 
uh, she had born, he really wanted to have a son. She had had a daughter, I believe it was Elizabeth. She'd also born three sons, um, none of which unfortunately survived um, through no fault of her own. They just, mm-hmm. you know, they all passed away. So, um, so King Henry VIII wanted to divorce her, get an annulment, and then go marry um, Anne Boleyn and, yeah, to hopefully yeah. get have a son. And so St. Thomas More uh, would not, he wouldn't accept that. I mean, every the other Catholic priests and bishops and everyone else that was involved with this whole uh, this whole situation um, was all pandering to the king. Yeah. And so they all said, well, sure, like, we'll we'll give you an annulment. This doesn't sound like a, a you know, a, a, a illicit marriage. And St. Thomas More said, well, no, it's. It, it is legit and you're married and you, this is not, there's no grounds for annulment here. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is not the law of God. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow this. I, I don't, I don't allow this. So King Henry VIII was upset with that. Interestingly, um, John Fisher was the spiritual director for Catherine of Aragon, the wife mm. in question. And so, um, so he also mirrored, Thomas More sentiments and said, "This, uh, I'm with this guy. That there's this really isn't grounds for annulment here." So they, um, unfortunately, years later, I, I, six years after uh, John Fisher testified in court about that, this just we're not going to grant. I don't. I don't allow this annulment to happen. Whatever the other priests and other folks say is there on them. But with my conscience, I know that I can't. I can't be a man of God and and permit this Mm -hmm. to happen so six years later he lost his head and uh, st thomas more around that same time he ended up getting exiled to the tower of london and then ultimately was beheaded and his most famous lines were his final words were i am a faithful i'm the king's faithful servant but god's first Mm, yeah and of course he's his story st thomas more's story is made um is was very eloquently played out in the famous movie from the 60s, A Man yeah. for All Seasons. Yeah, yeah, great, great. Uh, I think it might have won an Oscar, or, or they, I think it won some awards, and uh, yeah, great movie, and it continues to, to be important in, in, in this time. Uh, my guest is Christina Rossini. She is talking about a pilgrimage that is going all over to England, uh, June 17th through the 24th, I think you said uh, it is, is that right? Yep. And all the footsteps of St. Thomas More, St. John Fisher, um, um, and uh, Bishop Burns is going to be there as well. What will Bishop Burns's role be? Will he be giving talks, or or is he going to be a, a regular participant like everybody else? Or what will his role be? He is. Um, he'll be a he'll be a pilgrim along with the rest of us. Uh, he will be saying mass for the group daily. So we're going to be seeing lots of cathedrals and chapels along the way. So we'll be having daily mass, and also Bishop will be adding a bit of spiritual direction. Um, luckily, there's going to be. Uh, this this pilgrimage is going to be a who's who of of St. Thomas More and John Fisher and even John Henry Cardinal Newman scholars and um, and fans. In fact, uh, in addition to Bishop Burns, there's a there's a former federal judge and, and current attorney out of North Carolina called um, uh, it's uh, Robert Conrad, Bob Conrad, and he actually wrote the book John Fisher and Thomas More Keeping Their Souls While Losing Their Heads, and it's um, mm. it's put out by Tan Publishers. But he's going to be on the pilgrimage as well. And interestingly, I'll I'll read a quick excerpt about um, from his book. Um, G- In fact, you mentioned Chesterton. Um, G.K. Chesterton um, observed in words equally applicable to Fisher. Blessed Thomas More is more important at this moment. This was this was. A hundred years ago, more important at this moment than at any moment since his death, 
even perhaps the great moment of his dying, mm. but he is not quite so important as he will be in a hundred years. <laughs> which is right now. So, which is right now. And of yeah. course, we're also celebrating the 500th anniversary of St. Thomas More's death at the Tower. So, mm-hmm. it's a very prescient, uh, interesting time, perhaps divinely inspired that we weren't supposed to travel three years ago, but we're supposed to be here this summer. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, and, it, you know, we have... A week or so ago, we were promoting a movie about uh, St. Jose Sanchez del Rio, who was the teenage martyr down in Mexico during the Cristero War, which was 100 years ago also. Yeah. That happened in the 1920s in Mexico. And I saw that movie, and especially for a, a teenager or anybody who puts their faith ahead of their life. And I, I think in our day and age, we all feel it. it, it the, the culture is pressing down upon us, and many of us, we may, or may, some of us may have to give our lives, but some of us may have to lose our jobs. Some are going to lose our reputation, lose family members, lose friends. There's a lot of different types of martyrdom. And I think the example of these two men who you were highlighting on this pilgrimage are so important, as you said, mm-hmm. now, perhaps even more so than 100 years ago. Right. Yeah, there's just so many... I feel like there's a lot of parallels, a lot of um, a lot of relevance now as we're as we're dealing with lots of complex times. And it, perhaps this, as I've been reading Bob Conrad's book about John Fisher and Thomas More, and I've been reading a bit more about St. Thomas More in preparation for this. I mean, this is this is nothing new. You know, it, we feel like it's new because we're living right now. But mm-hmm. this these times we're in are just a different flavor, but really nothing new of what's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years. You know, yeah. there's always been moral law challenges. There's always been times where t- tough decisions have to be made, you know, mm-hmm. and you've got to make a judgment call. And sometimes it could cost you your life or th- that of your families. So, but this is, it's, it's interesting to read how this is played out in history and that, um, and then we still have, we have a chance to, to be good Christians today and make good decisions today that can affect our our soul's future forever. Amen. How do people get tickets? And can you tell us the price and uh, maybe some of the other details? Yes. So go to tectonministries.org. That's T-E-K-T-O-N, ministries, with an S in the end, dot org, slash England. Tectonministries.org slash England. That will take you to the online brochure. You can register there. The price is $38.95, and that, incl- that is all-inclusive with the exception of airfare. We made this a, a what's called a land-only pilgrimage so that pilgrims can get get there themselves if you know however means they want to um and we encourage people to to extend their trip while they're in europe you know past this week that they're in england so um so that's the price it is all inclusive of all in-country ground transportation so motor coaches we're staying at a really nice hotel the tower (laughs) the tower hotel which is right in downtown london um very it's at the base of the tower bridge. I mean, you can be having a, a cocktail on the patio and look up and there's the, there's oh, the bridge. Wow. You can't wow. get any closer than that. So very close to tower, um, the tower of London as well. Um, so all the meals are included, all of our transportation, um, all entrances to museums, cathedrals, etc. So it's going to be a, a wonderful pilgrimage. All right. Tektronministries.org slash England. Tektron, T-E-K-T, 
T-E-C-T-O-N. Oh, oh Tecton. Tecton. I'm sorry. Tecton Ministries. I had it spelled right. TectonMinistries.org. So do you run Tecton Ministries? Is that your, uh, or you work, you work for them? No, or, actually or you neither. Okay. I am merely a volunteer, and okay. I liaise between the, the priests and the pilgrimage groups that okay. are traveling and Tecton. And yeah. I, I work with a handful of different pilgrimage tour operators. Oh, so okay. they are the tour operator. There's going to be a, a Christian tour leader who's going to be on the bus with us, walking us through the streets of London and Rochester and Canterbury as our tour director. And then, of course, we also have our two CLE presenters, um, uh, Lou Carlin and hmm. David Oakley, and then Bishop Burns. So it's going to be a, a whole big party of people who yeah. are well-versed in all this. You know, I, I don't have any English in my background. I'm, I'm married to a, a, a British woman from Northern Ireland, but uh, I go to an Anglican, I mean, an ordinary to the Church of St. Peter Parish, you know, and that comes from uh, the Anglican patrimony. And I just wonder, there may be a lot of reasons why people would want to go on this pilgrimage, but I just want to reiterate something you said earlier, that even though this is... There's going to be some, you know, legal talks, and I think you said some con- continuing uh, education for the those who are attorneys. Mm-hmm. If the person's like, you know, I don't know, I, I think I wouldn't fit in. I'm not an attorney. I just think it's interesting. They are welcome, right? Absolutely, all are welcome to this. We you know we we publicize that it's um, we're attracting attorneys simply because we do have our two. Um, two of the greatest living experts on St. Thomas More mm-hmm. are going to be coming and, and leading these morning sessions. So, And they are going to have a legal bend to them, of course, because it does have CLE credit. However, even if you're not an attorney, I mean, shoot, you can just... Uh, <laughs> You can you can enjoy the breakfast uh, and then, of course, enjoy all the other sites of the pilgrimage. Yeah, very good. Well, I appreciate you coming in, Christina Rossini. I also want to thank Katie Kaiser because she's the one that connected me with Christina. Of course, we did this uh, a few – every three years we'll do this interview. Do you, <laughs> right. do you think you'll, y'all will do this again or is this kind of a one and done or, or so. other pilgrimages perhaps? You know, other pilgrimages, absolutely. Um, I personally have led – this is probably going to be my, my fifth pilgrimage with uh, my third different Catholic priest – group pilgrimages. I've been doing this since 2014 or so. So yes, um, there's always something in the hopper. And yeah, I hope that Bishop Burns takes a pilgrimage like this again yeah. soon. Uh, are there other pilgrim- pilgrimages that you've enjoyed particularly other than uh, this one's going to be a blast, but where else do you like to go? Oh, goodness. Well, um, the Holy Land, of course. Yeah. I went, um, uh, Father Toshio Sato, who used to be, he's a Vincentian priest that used to be at Holy Trinity here in Dallas. Um, he and I led a pilgrimage to the Holy Land as well as to Italy. We did Rome, Florence, Assisi, and Siena. We also made a, pil- a group pilgrimage in the last few years to France where we went to Lourdes, um, Paris, Mont-Saint-Michel, um, the, the World War II uh, American Cemetery. Very powerful. So lots of those, – those are the biggies. Um, have also made a trip, a pilgrimage down to Mexico City and uh, Chiapas, Mexico as well. Mm. Oh, wow. That, that's awesome. It's so much fun. I, I've only been on a couple of pilgrimages, but I enjoyed them both so much. TectonMinistries.org slash England. Tecton, T-K-T-O-N, Ministries dot org slash england three thousand eight hundred and ninety five dollars plus airfare to go june seventeenth of twenty fourth and that's i mean that's right around the corner isn't it that's only a couple of months away yep uh so get in there quickly and get your tickets uh while they last and my guest has been uh christina rossini anything else christina before we close out the interview I don't believe so. Thank we you so much. We covered it all, me. right? Okay. Well, thanks for coming in. Good to see you. And uh, thank you. Again, that's tectonministries.org slash England if you want to learn about that uh, pilgrimage this summer. also want to thank uh, my first guest, Matthew Perrone. 
uh, talking about the sacred music concert that is going to be at Christ the King Parish, 4 p.m. on Sunday, May 21st. And uh, don't forget, Father Ken Geraci is uh, going to be uh, tonight at St. Anthony and Wiley. This Saturday, the Spring Festival at St. Patrick's and also the big casino night at St. Joseph's Parish in Waxahachie is this weekend as well. And I think that's it, right? I think so. I just wanted okay. to say real quick, Dave, that Bill Kula commented saying thank you very much for emceeing the men's conference this oh, last Saturday. Bet. And he said that there were 660 guys from 88 churches that came to oh, that wow. conference. So very, very awesome to see that. And there should be some pictures posted soon. Yeah, at one point during the conference, they said, if anybody would like to be an ambassador and go back to your parish and promote it there, uh, come on up for a, a blessing. And they must have had... 40 guys come up. And I got so, really excited thinking that they were coming for the KTH ambassadors. <laughs> <laughs> I should have so handed them a form for that, like, too. You should know, accidentally, yeah. you know, oops. <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, if you're listening and you'd like to be one of our ambassadors, uh, we would love to talk to you. You just help us promote uh, at a group of parishes across the Metroplex. And you can just email kth at grnonline.com. That'll go to me and Cecil. kth at grnonline.com. Online.com. And finally, just one last reminder, tectonministries.org slash England, if you want to go over with Bishop Burns and Christine and the gang uh, to England in a couple of months, June 17th through the 24th. All right, this has been the Good News Show. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Monday for the next show. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show.